Morning football. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, I'm going to set the over-under for hours spent thinking about the NFL draft today. I'm going to set your over-under at three and a half. Is that a yeah, sharp the, number? The chat has been off the rails for <laughs> what? The better part of do you remember the draft chat like three months I mean, ago? Five in the morning, my time. Oh my <laughs> so it's, it's been a while. And then We're just, coming up not on only nine that, hours. The, yeah. Truth be told, um, the deep dive degenerates. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, those the, guys are they're rocking. Those guys, those guys are those guys are getting down on the draft. Like there's some guys like, man, I, I see you making three more bets every day, buddy. You've got, the, you've got a portfolio put together at this point, well, which is which if is. You can get the liquidity. Why not? <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said. I know I need to check. I have a, I have a local I basically only use for football that I just don't open. So I haven't really looked at it. I guess maybe I missed the boat on some stuff. I think it's a boy. It's so long it's been since I logged in. Pretty sure it's a Buckeye. I'm going to go see. I'm going to just start spinning through some locals and seeing if there's anything upcoming. Uh, Circa went up today, which is exciting. Um, Food Snob, yes, we did it early just for you. Viva la France. And, uh, yeah, just nice and early. Not only is there – we should pump the brakes or pump the tires a little on the 4 for 4 show. They're doing a pretty good draft show. They've got Evan Silva in. Joey Kanish and Elvin Silva. Evan Silva. I'm going to call him Elvin. What time? Uncle Uncle K and Evan Silva? All right. It's, it's late. It's like 8.15 Central. They tend to do these late because, you know, no, Joey has to pick up me. all the dog shit in the neighborhood as punishment. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That, that for a second. So, so yeah, the, the Move the Line guys and then Evan Silva, Jug Drinker Evan Silva, and Dirtball Joey Kanish tonight talking draft stuff on uh, – I should get them – I should get them to – simulcast that over on the Betsperts YouTube channel too. That's a good enough show that uh, anybody should, anybody and everybody should be trying to find that. So I'm going to watch that after I go to a first grade music concert. Oh, nice. Two reasons I wanted to move it up today. You want also, extra, like extra chaos in your life this week. That's really what you were asking for. Yeah, <laughs> Things were these... too settled down. You wanted a little extra chaos. Well, not only that, but, and here's the thing. I I don't know if I Mandela affect myself into this. I'm 95% sure when I bought tickets to the Timberwolves game Saturday, it was a 7 p.m. game. That's true, I think. I think they moved it because, again, it's smaller markets, Memphis, Minneapolis. I think they moved it to the late, late slot. I think they did, too. Because I told my wife, because I brought my 10-year-old, and I said, and I said, I said, oh, it's like a 7 p.m. game. She had a volleyball tournament early in the morning on Sunday. Which, oh, jeez. Good lesson. She, she, well, first thing she mentions to the coach, I got home at 2 in the morning last night because we went to the game. Like, That's not how you get playing time. Tell the coach you spent all night drinking. 
basically a 10 year old's version of that so yeah they moved the game to a late time which was uh, it didn't affect the crowd the crowd was yeah. electric the game was electric it was Pat close Bell. the whole game i swear to god and i was telling this to somebody just now who's uh, more of a chicago fan obviously cat is the star of the team He's yes. a perennial all-star. Anthony Edwards really coming into his own as a yes. young superstar. Jared, Jared Vanderbilt is a nice addition inside. I he's think a he scored for the other guys they got. I think he scored 12 points on six dunks. Yep. Like that's that his move. Right. Um, a couple McLaughlin, a couple of the other guys, nice fits. Nobody, nobody gets the love like Pat Bev. Like they just, <laughs> he's like the whole city just fell in love with him. It's weird. Well, this is the thing. If he's, he's if he's you on your team, you're like, I'm all in. Like he's this AJ guy's Brzezinski. gonna leave it all out there for me. Yeah, he's if AJ he's, against if you, he's on the other team. You hate his oh guts. Oh my god, you really? I, I'm like, yeah. There were some times I bet against him in Game Three. I was on the Grizz in that absolutely stupid, insane. Oh, come comeback, back from yeah. 20 points, 26 points or whatever the hell I was the watching biggest Wyoming. deficit was. <laughs> Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, well, that was you were smarter for having not watched that game because we were all stupider, killed a lot of brain cells watching that one. Um, but the um uh yeah, that whole first quarter when the Timberwolves took a 21 point lead and Bev was just like I, I just out of control, like checking jaw <laughs> out of into timeouts and things like that. I was just like I was ready for somebody to take him out. I was like, get this guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> he was like, I was like, I have seen enough Pat Beverly tonight. We'll get him out of here. And ultimately it was uh it was all, you know, it all worked out. But do you remember you, the play in yeah. game? Do you remember oh, the, yeah. double, oh, the double oh, technical yeah. they called? Oh yeah. I bet on Minnesota, so I was like loving it. I was Pat, loving Pat, it in Pat that Bev game. Was like and I was slapping him in the... against Memphis. <laughs> Hating it. Hated. So yeah, no, he's one of the players where if he's your guy, if he's on your team, if he's playing for your interests, you love him. And if it's the other way around, you would like to see him hit by a car. So <laughs> that's the way it goes. Uh, yeah, just he's just super, yeah. super well loved up here. It's fun. Target center was rocking. Um, good games. Like there's been oh, yeah. so the, the nice part about the NBA playoffs early on. The nice part about the NBA playoffs in general is once you get later in the in the playoffs you have a lot of good games because it's only the good teams left. Yeah. And early on in the playoffs, you have some stinkers, yeah. but the volume makes up for it. There's always at least a couple of good ones. You're never going to have a, you know, all stinkers in one day. So oh, yeah. there's always, there's been a bunch of good games. And thankfully Celtics Nets came through with us and gave us classics early. Yeah. I just can't fathom a team struggling with it, with a two seed like this. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Not my squad. Not my. Yeah, uh, I have a hat now. I we need to hat, not so laugh because I. I mean, the fucking Suns, man. Yeah, the Suns are in. They. Are in, I'm ready to. I'm ready to pull the fucking shoot on them. Are we? We need no. We need to rally, said Valley, get them rolling. Are you? Let, let's start. At with this Suns. point, if or they do, ultimately do... come through this series, I will be breathing a deep sigh of relief. But my expectations for them have been lowered more than any other team in these playoffs, and it's been by a lot. Do you want to? Should we just skip draft talks, save that all for Wednesday, and just do NBA today? Yes. Okay. All right. Draft talk is tabled. We'll get into it Wednesday. Guest, maybe guests. I don't know. I'm gonna get. I'm excited to close the book on the draft Wednesday, and then sit around and stress all day Thursday. They should just have the draft at like eight in the morning. My God, just get yeah. it over with. 
Yeah. It's such a TV event though. No. So I don't know. I thought back to preseason and I think most of the smart people I know laughed quite a bit at the Lakers moves, but they were even more disappointing than even most people considered them like, man, they're going to be a, a lower seed. That's going to be yeah. hilarious. Noops. Like- Noops just yeah. credit put a bunch of different bets on them to be much lower than a lower seed, completely out, <laughs> which is funny and great that he cashed. But the Nets, yeah, the Nets being the Nets have been maybe the most puzzling thing for me. We'll get to that. We'll talk Suns to start though. Is it is it a legitimate concern at this point? Because it's a three game series. Yeah, this is like a three alarm fire. What's the maximum alarms? Five. Five. Okay, I'm yeah. not a firefighter. Yeah, like I wasn't sleeping last night because I was having dreams that the Suns were in progress losing game five. <laughs> like I was like, I was dreaming about them in progress losing a game that wasn't even a deciding game. Um, that's the level of concern that I have. Game game five is like that point. So you your sons are serving at 30-30 and it's five all. Like yeah. that 30-30 point in the tennis match, it's just so massive because <sighs> It, it, you know, the first first to forty is just yeah. sitting in that catbird seat. Game fives are massive. Like it massive. stinks for my squad. They got to go down to again. Fuck Memphis, but boy, like that's got to be so awesome just to go down there and get barbecue every few days. Like, yeah, yeah, I should have been in the NBA. That'd have been yeah. great. Okay, so so far, if you step back and look macro at the mm-hmm. NBA, um, I think I have I had a pretty much a dead read on seven of the eight series. The one that I missed was the Suns. And you can, I can excuse this away by saying who the hell knew Booker was going to get hurt in game two, you know, and flip that series wide open. Who knew that Brandon Ingram was going to perform at this level at a playoff environment? Like that was an un, un, you know, unexpected twist. Um, but the reality is where we sit now, um, I'm very concerned that the Suns are going to lose that series. And it's going to hurt a lot. It's going to hurt me big time. Um, not just for future equity that will, uh, you know, go right out the window, but um, got them into Calcutta and got them for a lot. And it's if they don't even win one series, um, you know, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a bad it's going to be a bloodletting. Um, I was wondering why you were why you were worried about them just getting through one. Like that if they get through this series, I forgot, I'd forgotten 50, about the Calcutta. If yeah. they get through one series, it's worth I think fifty k or something, and so it makes it hurt a lot less if they ultimately flame out in the second round. But a week ago, we were sitting here; they were minus three thousand to win this series. We were. I was looking at the four or five matchup between the Jazz and the Mavericks, and it was like awesome. They're going to draw one of either this dysfunctional joke that is the jazz, or they're going to get a a limited Mavs team with an injured Luca. Like this is sweet. Our path to the Western conference finals is cake. Uh, You know, only thing I got to worry about is see how the warriors come together uh, and what kind of matchup that'll be for them. Now it's completely flipped upside down. Now, now I am like constantly refreshing, looking for injury news about Chris Paul. I'm constantly like, kind of trying to get anything positive, glean anything positive about Devin Booker coming back. Devin Booker has meant so much more than people realized. He was true blue first team all NBA this year. Um, And, you know, his absence is felt immensely. Um, Chris Paul, it felt like he left everything on the floor in that fourth quarter of game three. I don't know if you saw that, but he was unbelievable in that fourth quarter. But that seems to have been everything that he had. Uh, because he played poorly in game four, 
on top of the fact that he may be dealing with an injury now, which is just like nightmare city on brand. If oh, not only on, not only on, or earlier than expect, earlier than new normal. You know, we knew that an injury was coming. This is a little earlier than I was hoping. Um, but uh, it's, you know, the you know the the role players all turn back into pumpkins. Like uh, like nobody is doing their job contributing from a role player standpoint at this point. Mikael Bridges, that guy was s- seriously considered for defensive player of the year. That guy, like his contributions. I said that about JJJ the other day. <laughs> Man, uh, Brandon Ingram looks unstoppable. Um, Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones are all of a sudden like a t- tag team, all defense, all energy. Uh, fourth quarter, yeah. Like, people were tweeting stoppers. about that, and I thought, I'm like, is that a is that one of the teams in the golf tournament? I didn't hear about. Like, <laughs> Herb, I'm not sure no, who these yeah. people are. Herb and Jose are. Herb Jones sounds like a golfer. Out of their mind. Now, granted, this is like coming off of them performing well in game two and then looking decent in the two home games and maybe in a game five with the pressure and the lights brighter, you know, they, they turn, you know, they wilt a little bit, but uh, I do not feel good about this at all. Um, Our friend Brett brings up a good point. And this was my thought process as noops was going over this this morning as well. Like, aren't you sitting on a much better coach? Are we? I mean, I mean, let's 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 take three steps back, close our eyes, wash away what's happened so far because he's, there's been some adversity, like you said, you've had some role players, just have some bad. Sometimes it's just a perfect storm of you have an injury, you have a secondary injury that someone's playing through, and a couple role players have bad days, and it stinks because you only have so many games, and if you lose four of them, then you run out of games completely. But I I think if you look at him for his his career or even just let's look at the last two years. Like, don't you feel a little better about the coaching miss or the coaching matchup? I'm no, I'm kind of there. I think green so. was one of his assistants. Like he greens anticipating a lot of this stuff. And I, and, chess on him. and honestly, like I've always kind of felt like Monty Williams was an amazing regular season coach. And he did, and he, you know, he made a run through to the finals last year without ever having the best player in any series he played in. Um, but it didn't, you know. But it, there's still, I don't know that they he has a ton of adjustments to go with this unit. Like I don't want to see more. You know, th- the most effective player for them yesterday was Javale McGee offensively. Like I don't need more minute Javale McGee minutes in this game. No way. Like you need to get more out of some of your role players, and particularly get get better offensive looks for these guys. Um, a lot of guys just standing around, a lot of guys just expecting this to be a lot easier than it has been. And it's like, I feel like in general in that locker room, even with Monty specifically, like they don't understand how serious things are in terms of how much danger they're in. And I feel like I can directly sense it. Like it's definitely real. They could lose game five. They could lose in six. Um, it's entirely on the table. And this is insane for a team that was minus 3,000 to start the series. Yeah. You're being accused of trying the reverse jinx. If that is true, you are you are <laughs> all in on Like, you're totally in You are committed to the bit. Um, yesterday, I found out who Jonas Valenzuelas plays for. <laughs> who is just, Jonas Valenzuelas? <laughs> I, just, I just bet on all those. Like, shout out to our guy, Darren. Oh, yeah. Um, Darren's been on. Yeah. yeah. When, when a sharp fantasy mind 
starts playing some very selective spots on uh yeah on nba prop markets you just go along with oh it, he had so. the grayson allen called six for six three-pointers yesterday that what a call that was that was yeah. like 30 to one something like yeah. that the grayson um, allen call yeah. um yeah, no Dar- okay Dar- so great. this is not a drewers jinx this is not fa- f- you know false um concern the pelicans are very 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 good and they are playing with confidence. They're playing with house money. They're being well coached, and they're deep. They have they have more adjustments in their back pocket than I than the Phoenix Suns do without Devin Booker available and with Chris Paul potentially limited. Um, you know, th- this is this is like watching a car crash, and you know how it, it ultimately ends. And I'm yeah. Can you uh, say the last I'm, name right? It's Jonas Valanciunas. Valanchunas, not Valanch. What did you? What did you say? Valanchunas. Yeah, you had. You gave it a very uh, um, Catalan Hispanic uh, uh, affectation there. I like Uh, that. No, he is uh, Jonas Valanchunas. Lithuanian. Yeah, it's Lithuania. Yeah, he's it's Baltic, not uh, not Iberian Peninsula, Andy. Um, I don't think he played college. Like, if if a guy didn't play college at all. I don't think I'm really that no. I'm really gonna struggle with this last no. name. <laughs> that was pretty funny though. Um, I, I have to relook at his spelling to see how you came up with that. Anyway, um, he's good. He's a good player. He's and he, and he I, like honestly like the Pelicans have good spacing. They have size. There's really nothing I can say about this team that's like they're frauds. Like they are for real, and they are going to be a very tough out for the Suns. And I'm just like hoping against hope that someone like we need like a. Uh, we need a Cam Johnson game. We need a uh, a Jay Crowder game. And the fact that I am saying we need a blank game from these guys is a fucking problem. <laughs> it seriously is. Like it should this shouldn't come down to needing uh, these guys to step up and have a game of their life. But there we are. Because Brandon Ingram, for whatever it's worth, it looks like it looks like he looks like prime KD. Like his shot is so fucking pure. It's so pure, and it's uh, it's absolutely outrageous because uh, they they're playing good defense on him. It's not a matter of they just need to tweak the defensive scheme a little bit, uh, you know, double him or here and there, and you know, put him in positions where he doesn't want to, you know, where he doesn't want the ball uh, and has to take a discontested shot. Like he's doing it from anywhere. Um, so it's been rough, man. It's been rough. And with that said, let's talk about where we were right. Now, now imagine this. This is going to be like the end of a time to kill, where you have to close your eyes and imagine this. <laughs> now imagine this Pelican team with uh, maybe maybe we redo that draft. Maybe they take John Morant. Oh man, or RJ Barrett. Like I think uh, Tyler Hero was a... in that draft class. Like they're doing this without a, a number one overall pick. That's yeah. kind of wild. It is kind of wild. It is. What was that? The 2019 NBA draft. I, I, there was a couple other guys in that draft who would be giving them more than Jordan Zion Poole is the best player. Jordan uh, Poole. Right oh, now. my God. Jordan Poole was 28th off the board. Of Kevin draft. Porter Jr. was oh uh, final in the first round there. Jordan Poole, by the Cam way, Reddish. would be on the all-playoff team if you, if you named one. Here's another team name Cam I can't name. Rui, Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura. He was a, uh, a Gonzaga Bulldog. Um, all right. So... Let's move on to some series where we did have a decent read, and we'll start with the rest of the West. Grizzlies, you know, mini. We knew that one was going to be a weird, 
<laughs> because of the inexperience. We knew that was someone was going to go long. And here we are. It's now a best of three. Um, you have to tip your, you know, you have to tilt your advantage in favor of Memphis just because they have home oh, yeah. court in game five and seven, seven, but it's not like Minnesota didn't show up and play well in game one on the road. It was a tough spot. So, um, that should be, um, uh, it should be a, uh, a decent, um, you know, it should be a decent opportunity here. But what did you? What were your takeaways of the uh, T Wolves and how they match up against the Grizzlies going into this now best of three series? I, I think while you're probably right, there is some value on a team that has. And again, you're paying like three dollars for the the price now right now on on Memphis. But man, doesn't it feel like a couple of teams that they shoot a shitload of threes, and that's variant. Like, don't you just kind of want to take the Timberwolves as a at a dog price here? And if they take game five, then you can buy back. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a waste of money, but it feels like, yeah, the Timberwolves didn't shoot well from deep to start the game. They're a front-running team in game two. And uh it went it went to hell right away. Mm-hmm. Like uh so and then I think they made 18 threes the other night. If they do that. It doesn't matter if they leave Desmond Bain open for half the day and he makes almost that many himself. Like they're still just going to end up being ahead most of the game. So I don't know. It, it just does feel like a, and, and here's another question. Is Ja a hundred percent? Someone made it. I think it was our guy, Duel, Duel or Griff. Somebody, one of the, one of the, I call them the tough guys, Duel and Griff. They're tough guys. <laughs> but somebody said, he's like, if I didn't know better, he's like, Ja looks like he's throwing games at this point. He's yeah, playing. He's he looks, he looks, he looks rough. A lot of his drives to the basket. It's like, oh man, this is a guy who always like, seems like he has a plan when he's cutting and he looks like he's going in there like Andy, just running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like some, some of the, some of the looks he's had, his three point shot is garbage right now. Like Ja, yeah. Ja does look a little rough right now. But Bain stepped up. A couple other guys stepped up. They have, it feels like they have a decent enough bench. Although, they put out a lineup there where I felt really bad Saturday night. Like, why aren't we extending the lead against this lineup? This is a bad lineup at, at certain points. So, I don't. That it seems like anyone's series. Obviously, you know, Memphis has two home games. I would assume they probably get it done. But yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if it took all the games. I will say his jaw looks out of sorts. I don't think he's throwing these games. Don't get well, me. No, no, but that's the, ridiculous. Yeah, that, it's, yeah. But that's that's but I but the way that's he was playing, it wasn't crazy to say it. <laughs> like that yeah. was like that. Like there were stretches, even in the game where he got what the he did with ended with the triple double in the big comeback game, I think. There were long stretches of that game where it was like, What the hell are you doing, man? Um, I think realistically, he is not getting the superstar whistle. He's not getting the regular season whistle, and he hasn't really adjusted to that yet. And he does look like he is dealing with a couple of physical ailments that he hasn't made public. Um, and I, you know, I mean, if this is this close series, that's why. Um, oh, Catalan has nothing to do it's with it. It's always, family. always, some, we always say something silly about Is it Europe. more French? Whatever. I was just, I was thinking Iberian Peninsula. I don't that know. Was, I thought it was too. It's part of, I mean, I'm going to reread for whom the bell tolls because I don't really care for the Utah game tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, well final thoughts so, no, on that. So you don't, but that was my question. You don't think yeah. he's hurt, hurt. Like he no. might be, he might be, I don't he's know. We're coaching he, high school. Like, are you learning. hurt or are you injured? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's dealing with, everybody's banged up. He's dealing with it. And honestly, if you want to talk about, let's take a step back. The broader, one of the broader takeaways from the playoffs to this point is everybody is getting hurt. Like there is no, you know, there are, 
this was a grind of a season off of a shortest ever um, off season, non off season for a lot of players who played in the Olympics. And all of these guys are taking some serious damage and it's showing. Um, hopefully the product does not suffer and we still get a good rest of the season, you know, rest of the playoffs out of it. But um, just based on damage and healthy bodies, you have to tip your hat in favor of uh, um, Boston and Golden State at this point because they're looking least scathed. Um, yeah, that's but, what yeah. sucks about the if the Timberwolves do pull off. You ready? Uh, something wild like, man, going playing Golden State, that's out of the frying pan into the fire. Fuck, Let's talk about how to bet the rest of this uh Bet the rest of this uh, Grizz Timberwolves series. Um, have you followed what's going on with these totals? Yeah, so they're high. They're very, then, very high. But then you end up with these weird lulls, and it's usually the Timberwolves get out to a 15-point lead, and then the total is at the pregame total, if not higher, and then the Timberwolves don't score for seven minutes, <laughs> and the total drops back down into, let's say, the 220s. Yeah. You bet it. And then the Timberwolves start scoring again. They they push the lead out to ten. Then they give up some open threes, and all of a sudden the totals two you know two thirty eight again. Like yeah. there's I don't know if it's something to be said for once the Timberwolves get out to these leads, they seem to fall into these lulls. And it's not always a lull. It seems like nothing seems to change about Memphis. They're pretty steady. So if you get a Timberwolves lull where Memphis also misses, you know, on three or four possessions and it just drops. Like there seems to be some opportunities to grab some live totals every game. I don't know what, if you have thoughts on that. I, I, I agree know. with like, that. They 100%. all, they all seem to get there though. Like Here's eventually it's like, we're hey, going, hey, we're at two thirty again. We're going into game five, six and seven. Do you think the defense gets tighter? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Do that? I, I've never seen yes. try that. Yes, absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing we did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very, 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 very likely. In my opinion, two thirty-two is high for Game Five. I think it comes in under. The next game probably opens in the two thirty range. I think you bet the under again, and then you roll all the profits from those two unders into whatever the number is for Game Seven to the under. Like it could be two twenty-four, which is an eight-point adjustment from today, Game Five. I would still bet under two twenty-four in Game. In game seven in Memphis. Those two teams, the inexperience, the having figured each other out and who matches up with who and who can't be on the court with who, like all of that will have been solved. And that game seven is going to be a rock fight, in my opinion. So that's how I'm approaching the rest of this. I'm already uh, calling it the Jared Vanderbilt game. <laughs> 22 and 14. Wow. Wow. I just, it feels like you can finish. You can finish. It feels like a, Cat gets in trouble because mm-hmm. he can't handle big spots, fall mm-hmm. trouble early. You can't just rely on what, what would it be the I guess we can have the Nas Reed game. Yeah, I think um I think you go, yeah. I think I don't also don't mind betting Memphis uh, betting home, home, home at this point. Although you're laying six points is a lot. So I'm out on that, I think. But I like uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you per t- telegraph it now. I'm playing under in game five, I'm playing Minnesota in game six. And I'm taking every bit of alt under I can find for game seven. What do you think? Do you think Minnesota's two, two and a half at home on, in game six? Yeah. Let's assume they lose game five. So you're getting two and a half, three again, somewhere in there. Yeah. If everyone's healthy. Yeah. I Just think so. Straight up again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Down with that, that sounds right to me. 
Um, who, yeah. who would have a let, let's just let's put the and we'll talk about that series and how you plan on betting it, but who has the better shot against a Warriors team? Memphis, Minnesota. Like probably just Memphis with a little bit of like they could actually guard some threes. I feel Memphis like Min- sure. if Minnesota can't stop Bain from doing what he's doing, what what chance do they have against Curry, who has not even played yet? Like arrested healthy Curry with all kinds of piss and vinegar in him. This would be a shorter series if Memphis were able to take advantage of all of the limitations that the Minnesota Timberwolves have defending the three-point line. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors have all of those tools to make Minnesota pay mm-hmm. bloody hell. Play, play, pay dearly uh, from behind the arc. Like that, I think average points scored by the dubs in that series probably be 120 125 i was i was just gonna say are we setting those totals at like 239 <laughs> assuming like minnesota scores like 40 points in the fourth quarter still loses by 12 yeah i think every game has a potential to be 125 115 yeah 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 i'll take so, that series <laughs> so i know realistically i think memphis comes through i think memphis is a better matchup for golden state golden state has been the runaway uh equity winner in the last week, um, their odds to win the Western Conference have fallen precipitously, uh, aggressively. Love that even. word. Um, they're the hot team. Everybody now is like, finally, for the first time ever, you get to see what they all look like playing together. And that's fine and good and true. Like, these guys are very, 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 very fucking good. And they fit pieces together for a playoff team, for a playoff series. They pieces fit together brilliantly they also matched up against the best possible first round opponent they could have drawn from a get your feet wet with the lineups type of standpoint like denver was an absolutely brutal mismatch in every way shape or form for everything golden state wanted to try to do offensively they had no answer for and they were never going to be able to go horsepower blow for blow uh you know kind of win a coin flip like they did last night um more than once and we've now seen the one so i think likely that golden state closes this out in five and has a fully healthy squad available for the next round of the playoffs whenever those start i guess game seven for memphis is scheduled for saturday yeah this is a tuesday thursday saturday deal is that right no game no it's friday for the i thought the minnesota game was friday Back in back in mini on Friday night, so I think it's Sunday, May first. So at at that point, yeah, it is. It's Sunday. They're giving them extra rest on this series, huh? Sunday game first, so it could be the Warriors could be done on Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four four extra days of uh, series for the other uh, the other squad there if you do go a full seven Oof, either way they're going they're probably friday, sunday Oof. they're going friday no matter what oh yeah 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 for sure for sure so realistically during That's next math. week sometime probably tuesday or whatever that and honestly that game it'll be in presumably if memphis pulls on in seven and that game is on tuesday with a day at rest after a seven game series uh, you're going to probably see the Warriors as four-point favorites on the road. Something like that. Or it's going to get bet in that direction pretty aggressively, I would say. That's going to be a weird-ass market. Um, anyway, Warriors are good. 
they are going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think anyone in their current or future matchup is going to stop them. Um, they are going to be a very tough out in the Western Conference Finals if they can stay healthy. You got any other Warriors thoughts? I don't know. Like, I'm excited. I know that a lot of the smart NBA characters that we talk to are very down on the coach. Like, hey, guess what? A lot of mediocre coaches could have done what you did because, like, what Curry did there for a few years. Steph- you're talking about Kerr, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Kerr. Yeah. So I like agree with you, that. people, yeah, you a lot of, and I trust that take, and I, I can see it as well. Like, yeah, when it's not someone who elevates a team, I was like, fuck, you got all the right pieces land in the right spot at the right point in NBA history, and it just worked, and it worked beautifully. But like, I fell in love with those teams. Those were fun teams, and I'm, I'm. It's just like how it's good when traditional powerhouses, like when Notre Dame, Texas, USC, when they're good at football. It's better for the football landscape. It sucks when they suck. It's the same thing now. It's it's silly because it's not like it's some historical powerhouse. But like, I didn't like it when the Warriors were bad for a little bit. Not bad, but it's just like I, I wish they were a top team again with some of those. So, I'm a I'm a I'm a Warriors fan until they okay. play the Suns. You know I back you. But then then fuck them. Throw them under the bus. If Turn that happens, we will be breathing a deep sigh of relief. What if the <laughs> All right, Suns get fully healthy. Warriors continue to play at this level. Uh, beat beat Memphis in five. Suns get fully healthy and look better, though. Are they still favorites in the Western Conference Finals? To get healthy the, is the important part of that. To get healthy is the biggest. Like they're still a they're still a favorite. If Booker and CP are a hundred percent, and they have a decent amount of rest between their series ending and the next in the western conference final starting then they'll probably be a minus 120 range i would guess okay but it's going to be close <sighs> someone Boy, in the chat says how do i get into the deep dive dgens discord Ooh, i'm gonna go find the tweet that has this yeah we somebody we didn't know how we didn't start it it was it was started by people like you in the chat and we had to and go it's like, a cool club, so don't tell everyone. Yeah, I had to I had to go figure it out myself. We weren't even in it for like the first couple months. Like I had to figure out how to get in it ourselves. So I from at deep dive pod on Twitter is retweeting a tweet right now that is a retweet of a tweet that has the link to the Discord <laughs> from our guy Steven Lackman. Steven, that's after, right. Yeah. The day after Christmas. Yeah, you know, the day after Christmas last year, there's not a single college game. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so last series in the West, real quick. Um, Mavs take on the Jazz. The Jazz, uh, these games are awful. They're awful to watch. That's what There's I said. Nothing, there read. is no redeeming positive about watching Jazz Mavericks. Um, they're ugly. Neither of these teams are fun. Uh, Luka Doncic doesn't look right. I'm afraid he's going to get hurt any second. Um, I'm afraid that Rudy, Rudy Gobert and Mitchell are going to come to blows. The fact that the game-winning basket was a Mitchell alley-oop to Gobert, like, fine. <laughs> like, that is still a very uncomfortable relationship between those two players. Uh, Jazz should not be trusted. Jazz are on the road two of the next three in a best-of-three series, and the series price is Mavericks minus 123. Jazz plus 107. I don't know what you're seeing out of the Utah Jazz through four games of this series that suggests they ought to be 
50-50 with this Mavericks team that's now closer to full strength and has two of the three home games. I was going to say, is this another case where it's like people are excited about the coach? It's a good coach with a team that's been good for a few years. Is Quinn Snyder a good coach? Is that what you're saying? I, I feel like people throw his name as, as a decent coach. I don't know. And I'll, past, I will abstain. Past success? Okay. If you, he let you hate, he, you he let he let Maxi Kleber have I think eighteen consecutive wide open corner threes in this series without making an adjustment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's a decent amount of Quinn Snyder has some good qualities, but overall, I would put him very in the middle of the coaches who are still around. Was this? And, do you um, agree with this yeah. take? And has this been surprising to you? Uh, fantastic! This playoffs. Is a little bit of an overstatement. Well, it's only been a few games, so He's been you can good. say fantastic. It's a small sample. He's been good. Um, he got the most out of this team from a defensive standpoint that he ever was going to get through a balance of the regular season. So I will give you that. Fantastic overall season. Um, yeah, I mean, they made there. It's a Mavericks are a weird team. Luca is. You want my Luca take? Yeah, please. He looks he looks heavy. Yes. Well, he just like heavy. in in my he's mind, a big like body for what he's doing. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like, and there are other players who were big. They were heavy guys. There still are. I mean, there's some huge dudes in the league, but I don't know. Like something about his bulking just feels like, man. It looks in my mind for some reason I associate that with he's gonna get hurt because he's too big now. I don't know. That's that's where I went with him. He's not hurt. I'm not wishing him to be injured. But I mean, the, the, cap I strain him, that he like, the cap strain he sustained yeah. that was probably directly tied to how much he played last season, his usage, his playing through the Olympics, and then right into this season, a little bit out of shape through the first couple months. Like, I think it's all part of the same arc. Uh, you, have, you, you, can, you know, the human body can only take so much, and he's asking a lot of it in the last 12 months. So, not, not, uh, not not crazy. So, yeah, Brett clarifies, and I agree with that. Relative to expectations, uh, Jason Kidd has been a fantastic coach. I was I came in expecting 30th percentile from him, like we got from Chauncey Billups. Kidd gave us like 85th percentile for most of the season, and in the playoffs so far with his first run, I'll give him like 67th percentile. Uh, half the standard deviation better than your average coach. Um, there were some, I think the Jazz were, a, I made this analogy a bunch, but they were a pile of kindling soaked in gasoline. And all you needed to do was throw a match on. And this team was going to implode themselves this playoffs. And I think there was a realistic shot. Mavericks probably could have gotten this done a little bit quicker than they have. Like, honestly, it's the fact that it's 2 2 right now. Mavericks they should be a little disappointed, I will say. Are you betting the Mavericks tonight? Uh, three too much. No, three is too much. Um, I bet it. I think if you bet them, if you want to bet the Mavericks tonight, first half, just play the uh, Mavericks minus one twenty three in the series, because even if they lose tonight, uh, Luca could should continue to get more effective in Game Six and Game Seven. Does that make sense, Andy? Okay, I'll play some series. I think okay, series right is the right angle of attack. Minus 123, if they win this game, you could capture a ton of equity. If they lose this game, you still have a couple of outs with Luka getting better in game six and game seven. So if you want to play the Mavericks Jazz, fire Just away did. on minus 123. 
I didn't get that good of a number. With that, what number did you get? One seventy. Did you for for the series? For no, the... I'm, I'm I'm kidding. I got, like, <laughs> I got like one twenty five. Okay, that's fine. I'll live that's with good. it. Have your two cents. Uh, let's that's answer this question from Sam. Sam's always in here giving us some good comments and stuff. Can we answer why the Mavs give up about twelve more three point attempts per game when Luca is on the floor versus when he's off? Um. Well, Sam, I think it has to do with the the rest Personal. of the lineup more than Luca. Yeah. Who's think about who's out there with Luca when he's in that main starting lineup? I yeah, don't actually so know the answer. I just thought it's the answer like, is to a degree, Luca can be attacked on defense. Now, this let me clarify that. If you had a hundred percent healthy in the month of early um, early in April, you weren't necessarily attacking Luca with reckless abandon. But in game four, the Jazz did it, and it was mm-hmm. a good strategy, honestly. Um, they went one on, they went directly at him. They attacked him often. They switched player, you know, they switched the ball handler onto him so that you can make him work. Um, and in that case, you're going to most likely, you're going to be able to beat him off the dribble. You're going to be able to get into the lane. Um, and, uh, at that point, the rim protection is not great for Dallas. And so in general, Dallas is, um, you know, you're going to have a lot more dribble and kick, uh, opportunities when it comes to three-point attempts than you're going to have when you are going up against them with a bunch of their lengthy wing defenders, um, which is what you have on the court more often when uh, Luke is not out there. That's my general read on that. Um, I think uh, uh, I think the Mavs come through here in six or seven, and the Jazz probably blow it up, and I don't even know what to tell you how to fix this. Let's move to the East. Well, real quick then, Mavs, yeah. Mavs uh, let's say, you know, they, they don't have enough time to get fully healthy, but let's say they look okay. The bench players come together down in Phoenix. They get this done in six games. What's the series price for, uh, Ma- uh, let's just say Mavs in six, Suns in six, nobody else gets hurt, normal recovery for everyone. What's the series price there? Sorry, I was distracted by would you bench John Moran for the rest of the series? I think if you figure out he has got unusual betting activities, then maybe. Um, otherwise, no. The- do you, do you remember, <laughs> I mean, do you remember the play-in game? Yeah, like, he, he's he's trying to be ridiculous for the fun hyperbole of yeah. of like saying something like that. But like the the play-in game for the Timberwolves, like they should have benched Cat a lot earlier. That guy was broken. Like yes. he wasn't he wasn't helping anybody. He was making yeah. things worse. Yeah. Sometimes there are players like you know what. I don't care what your name is. You suck right now. Yeah. So anyway, back to your question about the Mavs. Was your what, was? Um, they both win in six game series. What's the Suns Mavs price? I mean, I'm I'm breathing such a sigh of relief if they get, if the Suns get through in six. <laughs> I don't. That's I haven't what I'm even, I haven't even you in, thought about this. I'm just trying to put you in like a calm mood uh, when we move to the East. Suns minus three hundred ish. Maybe minus two eighty, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, I like. You're just like you can't even talk about it with like long exhales. I because it's gonna be fucking Mavs Pelicans. That would suck. I don't want to see more Pelicans. No one wants that. They're fucky team, man. I don't think people are going to be disappointed watching the Pelicans, especially I all will. those courtside shots of Zion and street clothes. Um, they don't right. have to put Let's up. They don't these. have to put up with you. 
Like, I don't want the Pelicans. I know. Yo, you don't want that. Okay. So. Well, I get cranky Drew, and nobody yeah. needs credit. We've all seen you guys. Uh, we should retweet that one. Um, I guess. Oh, I'm just going to be depressed. I'm not even going to be angry. It's it's not going to be cranky. I'm just going to be freaking. <laughs> I'm going to be the the George Michael Arrested Development gif. Oh, I don't uh, want that either. Yeah. Like, that's just sad, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What, what, um, what, so what? and what day is it today? We're talking... Today is Monday, the 25th of, of April. Game five is tomorrow. All right. So then other hypothetical, who's favored? Um, who wins the NASCAR Cup Series race at Darlington in two weeks? <laughs> uh, who just won at Talladega? Wasn't it a weird one? And should we get a guest for that? No, definitely we should. A one I'm thinking so. Alvarado Finals MVP. I read my pool ticket. All right, to the to the east, Alvarado's to the east. Um, Let's not even spend time in Boston. Boston is kicking the shit out of them. Boston was good at the end of the year. People were right. If you got a good plus money price on Boston before the play-in games, because there was this thought process, and I mean those people weren't dumb. Like there is a big difference between playing a Nets team that has a ceiling that's up to here and the rest of the teams in the play-in tournament. Like, or obviously, you know, it could only been a, one other team in that seven spot, but there was a big ass difference in the ceiling between those teams, the Nets playing like they are and the Boston Celtics playing at their peak. And we have what we have here, which is, you know, a three Oh lead. And now we got ref shenanigans in game four. We'll see if that actually comes true. I hope it does. Just cause I love seeing Twitter melt out about that shit, but I'm, I'm not spending a lot of thoughts on that. It is we're done. The Nets can try again next year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fair with. They're that. not coming uh, back. The 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 problem more so than anything else is the Nets just don't have a lot of. If if you're gonna recover in this series, you need to have a wild card, big time adjustment that your opponent doesn't see coming, and the Nets don't have that. And I don't this, like. I haven't nailed the last two coaching things, but I feel like I can say they don't <laughs> have a coach that has that has that up his sleeve. We're not going to see the offense reinvented. No, Nash doesn't have it in his toolbox that we know of, and the team doesn't have it on the roster in terms of what they can use. Did you see the the uh, the big wild card that they incorporated in Game Three? It was more Blake Griffin minutes. Blake Griffin. Do you remember Blake Griffin? He was the guy that won that fraudulently won the, the dunk contest yeah. over the Kia. Yeah, that guy. Um, he's not saving you in the series. No, I remember him in college. Um, the realistically, if you look at the way the teams have performed, Kevin Durant has gotten utterly smothered because Jason Tatum is performing at an MVP level on both sides of the ball, particularly the defensive side of the ball. A lot of that is because of defensive scheme that the Celtics run and that you know Tatum knows he doesn't have more than one responsibility, which is make life miserable for Kevin Durant, and he is doing it exceptionally well. And it is cool to see. Uh, if you had a playoffs MVP through one week and change, it would go to Tatum. Um, but uh, there's still a lot of games left, and the Celtics still have a very, very difficult path because they draw the Bucks next round, presumably. Uh, the Nets were never going to be a very competitive team for the Eastern Conference because of the path combined with how you know how relatively short-handed they are. Um, ben Simmons turns out was a big charade, and he's not going to play. Um, and Kyrie Irving. Um, he hasn't been as electric offensively in this series as what we saw from him in the run-up to the playoffs. And one wonders if some of the fasting really did actually have an impact. I think it's not crazy. Um, I did the uh, – yeah. I, I did – and 
I mean, he's not, at least he's not certain other golfers who are names are associated with the tournament this week, but Phil's name isn't as clean as it once was, but we used to love Phil and I still do have a soft spot. I did the Phil fasting once. Like, yeah, that kind of whoops your ass not eating. Kicks your ass. It'll kick your ass. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, the people are really doing it for like a full Ramadan. That's yeah. a lot of fasting in a row. Let me tell you two things real quick. The market price was never right ever on the nets, in my opinion, for them to win anything in the Eastern Conference. That was just a broken market, a broken price. We've covered that ad nauseum. The market price for the series was short. It was shaded towards the nets, but not so much that it was like, this is a once in a lifetime kind of bet. Go out there and lay a minus 140 on the Celtics. Like it was a good bet to make particularly if you could have gotten some of those early numbers, which were plus money Celtics, which yeah. in highlight, hindsight seems insane. Um, but it, you know, to, to a degree, um, the price was favorable to bet the Celtics, not outrageous. The Celtics got the lucky bounce in, that they needed in game one and game two. They did. They had the, the, end, the end game, you know, game winner from Tatum in game one was magical. Um, I've seen so many Celtics games where that is not the play they end up with at the end of the game that just kind of worked out well. And it was very lucky, not very lucky, but it was fortunate that that was, uh, you know, the way that that game played out. Um, and to a degree they, you know, they let the nets back into that one. That's easily could have stolen game one. Similarly, nets were the better team for three quarters of game two. Uh, it just took a really cool special quarter from Jalen Brown and the defense broadly, uh, to get the Celtics back into that game too. Um, either of those games could have bounced the other way, though. This was a close series, even though it's the only one that looks likely to end in a sweep. It's the only one that can end in a sweep. Um, but if it ends tonight, it will be the only sweep. All right, take take the eight series that we started with yes. after the playing games and start ranking them in your probability that this one ends in a sweep. I think we probably would have put Bucks one, Suns two. Yep, yep. Um, Philly over Toronto three, just because of, again, Miami over Atlanta four, then Miami four, then probably Memphis over Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, We forgot about the Warriors. Warriors would have been, Warriors would have been pretty high. I don't know. I bet, I bet some, (laughs) I bet some Warriors. I was pissed yesterday. I bet some Warriors. We were still, Um, I mean, we still like Denver coming to play. Maybe, Maybe Denver's ahead of the Memphis one. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we said I, the, we said I, yeah. the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves laying an egg wasn't off yeah. the table though, and just getting getting yeah. crushed jazz, because they didn't have the jazz playoff. sweeping like, the Mavericks was in play. This would have been the eighth out of eight. Was, I was going to say, was this eight yeah. out of eight? Eight, eight out of eight. <laughs> it feels yes. had to be eight. It's going to be the only one. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is actually. It's quite funny. Um, and honestly, like it, there like as not, I said, no. it may end up a sweep, and I will still tell you that this was a more competitive series than definitely more competitive yeah, than Golden State Denver. That Definitely. game one was electric. Like that <laughs> was a great game. Yeah, yeah. So um, try again next year, Nets. And honestly, like I'm hopeful that this was such a blowout that next year the spell really has been broken on the Nets. Because if they do actually get a full off season, bring Simmons up to speed, and they get a healthy Joe Harris back, the spacing is immediately like. That's a scary team. Very good team. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, everything people thought they were getting with the Nets this year, they might have next year. Um, So I would not look past Durant. And honestly, Durant not having to bang through, you know, 10 more playoff games. Yeah. Probably better for him. Yeah. He gets a full offseason now. Um, The, um, 
I will also say this. Durant is getting hit by the aging curve. If you go look at his it, his performance is tailing, but it's not nearly as severe as either Harden or Westbrook. Yeah, but Both of those when, guys were more severe. When you hit that aging curve, when you're when it was this high, it's not like everyone you're, back you're, up. Yeah, you're well, I know, but when yeah. when the when the top of that peak was up here, it's still coming down, he's still, you know, still all-star level, even yeah, though right. he's on the downswing. So yeah, that's uh, the other one tonight in the east, Toronto Philly. Someone mentioned that's a lot of points. Like I played the, Sixers yeah, minus I played eight feels like a bit. Yeah, that's I a lot for a team that has been competitive in a couple spots. This morning it's in Philly, but still. circles were off this morning, and it was seven at Chris. Mm-hmm. Everyone who watches and handicaps the NBA knew Fred VanVleet was not playing. We knew it on whatever was Saturday. We knew Fred VanVleet was not playing this game, and yet when they announced he was out. It moved to eight. So there's a free point there for you if you want to back the Raptors. In general, the Raptors series, the game four was ugly. It was sloppy by Philly. They were flopping all over the place. They were not getting a friendly whistle. It was a it was a home whistle for Toronto. That was why it was a mar- where they won by margin. But there was a huge change where Pascal Siakam was a lot more active on the offensive side of the ball. He was a lot more aggressive. All the passive nature that we saw from him through the first three games of the series was kind of shaken, and I thought he was much more kind of took control and kind of really led the team, particularly in the absence of Fred Van Bleep. I think that's where Pascal Siakam is at his best is when he is the floor general. Um, and so I think uh, the Raptors are going to be a tough to beat tonight. They're going to be – this is going to be a hard out for Philly. And honestly, if the Raptors win this game, like Philly's going to have a lot of – questions they're asking themselves in the back of their head as we head into game six and game seven. I'm not saying, I I think you take the points with the Raptors tonight and you enjoy the game and it's probably a four, one Philly series win. But if you are so inclined to bet them on the money line tonight, you might as well take 20 to one to win the series. Cause you're going to want, if you bet them on the money line tonight, you're going to want to bet them on the money line in game six and you're going to want to bet them on the money line game seven. You might as well take 20 to one right now. What do you think? That's what. That's what this. Uh, I'm, oh man, I've been bad at names today. I don't want to try Michael's. Arachalian. Michael says, "I wish I just played some Raptors series before Game Four on the principles of Doc Rivers being the opposing coach. They were forty to one, even twenty to one now. Like instead of just playing them, or even if you know what, even if you're like me and Drew just convinced you to click the plus eight, maybe another little small nibble on twenty to one is pretty fun too." Gives me something to cheer for in game six if it happens. Yeah. And if not, yeah. and if not, I think they still stay within the number. I'm glad I'm glad I saw that one and everyone agrees because so far my NBA <laughs> stuff was like, Andy, that's the wrong take. But like uh, I thought that was a lot you of points. Sure you want that one? Okay. I thought um, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of points. We haven't but. even mentioned it, but James Harden hasn't really shown us the explosiveness as the series has gone on, as what we were teased with in game one and two. Like he's either getting tired or not trying as hard because this looks like this one's a wrap. Um, Joel Embiid is dealing with a thumb injury. Um, they The Raptors are doing a much better job of limiting the damage that that Maxi is doing. And those are really the only three people that can make you hurt. Um, so yeah. there are, are some questions in my mind swirling about Philly. If Philly does get through tonight, hold court, move on to the next round where they likely face the Heat. They are going to be a team that will be pretty aggressively bet against in the market is my read. 
what is your temperature on the Sixers in the market? You haven't heard anyone being like, oh man, they got this done against Toronto a lot easier than people thought. They're going to make some noise. They could go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You haven't heard anyone really kind of well, like that up, have you? If, if we're going to start to see some Harden taking minutes or games off and Embiid's hurt, I don't want him against the Heat, the road series. Like, that's not something I'm, I, I mean, I should never say I don't want them. That's the dumbest thing you see in sports betting in general. It's like, I would never bet this. Like, yeah, what if I gave you a million to one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'd probably bet this. I'd yeah, probably bet the 76ers. Like, yeah. there's a price at which everything's available and bettable. But, yeah. like, yeah. But, but I don't know. Like, the market sentiment, if it's if it's right where – I mean, what does that open at? Minus 225? <sighs> mm, minus 180, probably. Really? I, I guess yeah. I'm even more bullish on the – I think – I guess that leads us to the next series is, is Atlanta – just done then is that the end of this i think so um the heat are a tough team tomorrow the heat are a tough team to bounce back against um and there's not a lot of obvious for me to point to that nate Nate can go to for for how do you save the day here um they may be able to i mean singular performances by some of these players may be maybe Maybe they rescue this from the brink, but I think realistically, this is a uh, uh, this is a wrap. My biggest takeaway and my biggest question for you tomorrow is Miami at home, early game, early start time. Is that an is that a spot where the NBA gives an award out? Like, can I get this off? Like, I have Does one. Does TNT have, have a pregame show tomorrow? I have an account I don't use all that much where I got the best number on Hero. What'd you now, get, 20 to 1? I got, well, I got some 16 there. Nice. I got some 20 elsewhere. But the one where I got the most down was at the 16 to 1. And okay. now every last, again, it's it's not an account I'm using you on the regular. You have zero balance there. You're waiting yeah. for this. Well, no, yeah. So, yes. well, I, I, I didn't until last week, but every single oh, okay. other last dime in that account now is tied up in draft props. Draft props, yeah. To the point where it's like I, I ended up betting everything I could and wanted to for the limit, and then I had like 42 more dollars. So I found one more that I'm like, I'll bet this one too. So now I'm at, so every time I log in, it's like, hey, you know, some of them, like, it has a little pop-up. Hey, you should reload. It's like, no, I'm about to have a lot of money in this account. You need to just make this happen. And it's it's honestly been bugging me because it's happening, right? We're not, there's, there's a, is there a non-zero chance that we get screwed on this? No, I didn't think so. I've, the votes have been counted. It is That's what I thought. Like, 99.99999999%. Like just... okay. Yes. Um, it is 100%. He, he, he has won the award. They just haven't announced it yet. Okay. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Oh, it, Sam got a twenty-five to one. Oh, and it settles on Monday nights on that account. Oh, yeah. Nice bet, Sam. Um, okay, so uh, I they I, I could see it happening tomorrow. The pregame show for TNTs goes up from four to four thirty before the uh, the tip off of the tip, Timberwolves Grizzlies game at four thirty. They could do it tomorrow. Let's say that they do, Andy. What are you going to roll those winnings into? short-term prop betting like what's like what would be your i'm blind firing this into something that's minus 500 that should be minus 5,000 most honestly most of the 
most of the draft props there were pretty low limit. Like oh, it really? took me, it took me a lot of bets <laughs> to use up the rest of that. Account. Like, but again, it was a lot of stuff I liked, but it took a bunch of them. There's probably well, just not let's, much... let's pretend like they open up all limits. Oh no, I'm just saying like every time I shop for golf prices, they don't usually have a good golf price. Maybe I'll find a tennis a tennis future there. I like. Parley, you got French Open with Joker Wimbledon. I have Munich prices open. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, the uh, no. What would like? What would be your your number one fire liquidity into a a high likelihood draft prop? You know, you know what I would probably do. I would wait till after the draft and fire it on maybe a a full season NFL prop. Oh, okay. Okay. Or Dan Dan has kind of talked me into this defensive player from uh oh is it just Georgia? Another one? Is it Trayvon Henderson? I forget who we're supposed to be Trayvon doing. Walker 1.01. Is that who you're talking about? No, no, no. Uh, Heisman. Oh, that's the running back. Will Anderson State. from Alabama. Maybe that's it. I'm supposed to bet a uh, a defensive player for Heisman. Oh, Dan Dan is suddenly on camera. Gotta again. be Will. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not getting the best number there. There's a 50 to one on, on Will Anderson Jr. <laughs> not as, maybe I can find a better price than that. Will Anderson, Alabama. So maybe I'll bet, you know what? I'll bet a defensive, uh, Heisman. That feels like, a, that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna be something I laugh at later on when one of these quarterbacks throws for 48 touchdowns. <laughs> Here's a, back to the well, West real quick. Is this true? Too. Did Minnesota have injuries? Uh, I mean, I don't know if they were Minnesota? super injured. I think they just kind of played inconsistently and shitty during parts of the season. I don't know about like that. They, yeah. they, they, there were times late in the season where it, it was just so bunched up there between Utah, Denver, Minnesota. Like, yeah, yeah they, they, they pull out a couple coin flip games in the middle of the year. They're a five seed. I think Minnesota is one of the most they are who we think they are kind of teams. Like they're they performed exactly the way we thought. And they're that good. And there's nothing really like there's not a big market edge to be had one way or the other, betting or fitting. Yeah, just um, it just the, the standings were real close. Like, yeah, they win three more games, they're like a five seat. It's yeah. So we mentioned it. He'd get through in five. Raptors hopefully covered at ninth in a losing effort. It's Philly, Miami, my fares like minus 180 plus 180. Or I'm expecting the market to be there. Mine's a little bit higher than that. Um Boston through. Bucks through. Boston Bucks game is not tomorrow. Bucks. It is not till Wednesday. That's pretty there's dumb. A, yeah, there's not a Bucks game until Wednesday. Early line three six five has a ten on that. I'm not sure if that's happening. Neither of the last two games in Chicago were remotely competitive. Chicago got their win and they're ready to go to Cancun. One two three. Um, Bucks. Are going to be without Middleton for the Celtics series. Celtics are going to be with Robert Williams. Those are two very, very distinct changes from what we knew pre-playoffs. Yeah. And they matter. If the Bucks open up as favorites, hold on to your hats. Like the Celtics money is going to be as green as it ever is. Celtics green coming hot and heavy for the Celtics if you make them a dog. I don't hate it. I hate Boston in general. 
I don't want to see their teams competitive, but that sucks. Like that sucks for the Bucks. I want that to be a competitive series. Do you think just because the whole world knows it, do you think there's gonna be a little value in the Bucks? No. Or just yeah, <laughs> I mean the Celtics are just playing too well. Um Celtics equalish rest, Celtics home, Celtics full strength, Middleton coming back at some point. Series price ought to be about Celtics minus one thirty five. Okay, fine with it. All right. I think we covered it all. I think my bet may be... I wish I had a bigger price than this, too. Is there going to be any anything to Todd Bowles, Coach of the Year, having to step in like this? The team's already so good. I don't think he can win it. I'm, I'm still just looking for a prop to bet. I don't think so. Um, what about... We'll find a good one for the NFL for sure. I haven't really thought hard about this yet at all. Chicago overperforming would be a... a Aberflus was live, but I'd want to find 40 on that to bet that, I think. They have a young quarterback who, in a, probably a bad situation. If they protect him and things work out a little bit in the Windy City... That's a team where they win 11 games and a wild card like Eberflus is in fully in the conversation. I haven't got deep into this market yet. You know, I'm not betting Pete Carroll. (laughs) (laughs) Never have, never will. Celtics have winning time mojo, Bolton board material. That's true. They Jerry West has every right to complain about how they demonized him on the show. Celtics didn't get much better treatment, man. They make they make them they make the whole city look like assholes, which is whatever. I Such is it. life. Um, cool. Yeah, let's uh let's reconvene here for some draft talk Wednesday, and then well, uh, some people brought up draft night halftime show. I don't know know how that would work. Ooh. Do we want to like maybe after the top ten pop on us? I don't know. I'm not sure. What, I hadn't really thought it out. Just someone brought hey, it up. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. If you're are there going to be live props to bet anywhere? See, it's always just Even like, like Bovada. Bet Online. Bet Online's always. I don't think Bovada had them. It was always just. Like I remember Bet Online did it, but it was the pandemic year. The legal books will, but that doesn't help me much unless I drive to like Illinois. No. I'm not crossing the river at Dubuque this weekend or this week. No. Well, some, so what's the city across from Dubuque? What are you going to do with all of your Trayvon Walker 1.01 CLV? I don't know. What's Bitcoin <laughs> at right now? 40. Oh, it went up it, a little. 43. I know. Dude, you want to talk about a double whammy when I you know, have a nightmare is that the Suns are going to lose and I'm going to have to pay out six figures. And then you look at the price of Bitcoin this morning in the 38 range. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, it was not a great feeling. You know what? If Solana is under... 95 maybe some of that some soul some soul coin soul crushers all right um east dubuque. all right that, what's across the river from dubuque east dubuque <laughs> hey we'll do something fun for the draft um we'll come up with something we'll think of something if, if you think of something good put it in the discord and yeah people jerry west is like in the news he should there's no such thing as bad pr oh this is the pick Falcons to finish with the worst record. 
Those markets aren't really up yet, but like the Falcons have every reason to tank. <laughs> get the quarterback of the future. Get they have a it. tough schedule and they have a bad roster. Like get draft it. a bunch of players that don't help you much this year. Have them ready for next year. Tank the shit out of the season. And then the Dirty Bird 2.0 rising in 2024. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's your opinion on Shamil's question? I mean, it's it's hard to say because it's informational. Like, what do you put the percentage at? I mean, there's people in the chat joking that they felt like 95% sure that Trayvon Walker was going first. So like, then you should be like, you should be betting more. Betting? And, yeah. yeah, like it, it was plus 150 at that big time. Big bets down still. Yeah, Everyone said, will write you a bet right now on this. Yeah, if, if, you, make a, if you make something 95% and the market is at plus 150, you should be... I mean, Kelly Criterion would have you doing some sort of work down at the bank with a reverse mortgage, selling your car. Especially because Bookmaker has them at minus two fifty, <laughs> and they're writing three thousand dollar bets. Yeah, don't I? I don't love it just because the uncertainty of a draft makes me not bet. If I'm betting a minus number, a big minus number, it has to be something that just has multiple outs, like a wide receivers, top thirty-two wide receiver kind of thing, or things that has like multiple paths to victory this has like uh, you know there's three different opinions down there in duval still and it sounds like one is winning out clearly but you still never know yeah there's better bets to be made i think if you miss the bet on that just keep shopping around there's so many good uh, tune into so the four for four draft prop in a couple of hours and you'll hear all the better bets that are to be made yeah and really like uh if you have circa they just put up 32 over unders for everyone also, you know what's going to be funny? Watch some of these offshores and and even the legal shops. Watch their prices move after this shows while it's going on live. You're gonna get you're gonna get crack. You'll crack up regardless of winning or losing the bets. Silva will say something. Kanish will say something. The market's gonna move. It's gonna be funny. Yeah, and and there'll be places that move slow. If they say something you like. Have a bunch of tabs open. Somebody's not moving fast. You'll be able to middle stuff if you have enough books open. For oh, yeah. sure. Go yeah, some you want fun arbitrage? That, so. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Well, there's better bets to be made. The uh, <laughs> Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors are about a 50. I make them about a 52% chance to stay within eight. You're getting a free extra point because of the injury bullshit today. So okay. there's that. All right, we'll be back. We'll be back Wednesday. Hit the thumbs up, follow along, follow the YouTube channel, subscribe at Deep Dive Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Betsperts on Twitter. Follow producer Dan on Twitter. I never know how to. It's really Dan Weiner. Is there an underscore in there? No underscores. I'm gonna retweet him too. He always put he puts some funny stuff on once in a while when he's not just talking about F1 and Atlanta sports. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys Wednesday. Go get ready. Uh, it's like see our, you see our, our insider popped into the, uh, the old chat there? Did you, read, did you catch up yet? Yeah.